Hey guys, uh, in today's episode, I sit down with a batchmate of mine who's a professional pastry chef. She's done her uh, baking course from Lavon Academy and uh, she bakes amazing cakes and amazing pastries. So if you ever want to have one, be sure to check out her page, which is in the show notes I've added in. Um, so we sit down and we talk about baking. We talk about how it's like to run your own home bakery, uh, both pre-COVID times and during COVID times. And uh, of course, you know, we talk about sustainability, transportation, mobility, and all of the stuff that this page is all about. And uh, uh, I mean, interestingly, we do find some common ground between what she does and between what, uh, uh, you know, this, this community is all about. So check this uh, uh, whole podcast out and I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Driven Differently audio experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. So, Sandhya, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for the invite, Chirag. It really means a lot. I'm, I was quite surprised. I mean, the first answer I could <laughs> say is I have no clue about EVs at all. Exactly. But I know. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. No, that that's exactly what the aim is, you know, to get in people who probably, you know, because of the line of the work that they do, do not really have the time and effort like me to sort of spend their lives doing something like this. Right. And I understand that, you know, uh, it's not like, you know, everyone needs to uh dedicate their lives towards it but my whole thing is if many people contribute some part of their lives to this maybe the compounded effort will be much much uh better and better for all of us so that's the effort you know to engage people in the conversation and you know maybe see how they can be a part of uh, this whole mission that we're up to so that's the aim um with that you know i just want to before we jump in just want to put it out there that you know me and sandhya we've been a part of the same college we were in the same batch in different sections Never got an opportunity to speak, but, uh, you know, we've been following each other on Instagram for the past one year, I think for the past, you know, many years, two, three years now, uh, and we follow each other's work. And, you know, that that's what uh, attracted, attracted me to her, to her profile, to the kind of work she does. And uh, a very interesting name that she has for her Instagram handle is The Baking Poet, which is <laughs> in itself very wild. I'm like, what? you know a baker and a poet you know so it's a very interesting page i think all of you should definitely check it out uh that being said uh, i won't tell too much about her sandhya i'd like you to you know introduce yourself to the community and who you are what you do uh, maybe a sh- quick short one and then you know we can start off from there so initially the whole point about what drove me to both baking and poetry i could easily say that maybe most probably it was inherited so my mom is a good cook. My grandmother's a good cook. My maternal grandmother loves to write. So I think I just inherited like all of those and I just put my own modern twist on it. Mm-hmm. But the whole baking point of it was basically I was a very fussy eater as a child. So and I only used to love cakes and nothing else. I mm-hmm. would never like regular food. I just like all the wow. fancy stuff. So my mom learned a lot of baking just to make homemade cakes to keep me happy. And Mm -hmm. I used to love baking with her and it just kind of stuck and I started experimenting in the kitchen some more, etc. When I came to Christ, I was clueless on what to do because 
initially i was put into christ saying learn about business skills and then mm-hmm. incorporate baking into it wow. i'm really thankful i was told to take bba otherwise i would have taken bhm and i wouldn't have gotten a chance to graduate properly to <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm so glad i took that decision instead but once i came to christ it was completely different i was a little lost but then i realized that i connected back to baking again and i realized this is what i wanted to do and mm-hmm. i did a few orders part time in college while studying yeah it is just casual because i was free i had some time so i just took it up and then the classmates I, had a lot of fun with that you know they were they enjoyed being around you because because <laughs> you used to bring in these cupcakes and we used to see it on instagram story i'm like damn why don't we have such a friend out here who bakes for us <laughs> i think i think the best part about baking was if there was any single college event we all just sit in the auditorium keep a huge packet of cookies under our <laughs> uniform and we just keeping yeah. we keep eating it during the the show it was too yeah. good i miss awesome. those days so much yeah definitely definitely <laughs> those days when you know literally more than 50 people could come together and sit in one place and breed together not True. possible now <laughs> absolutely not yeah so so when did when did uh, uh, baking really start for you you know so you mentioned so so i'm guessing it started very fairly early on in life right you know you were seeing your mom and your grandmom cooking so uh, so oh, yeah. when, when did baking you know sort of when did it occur to you that hey you know this baking stuff you know uh, did you just develop the skills over the years or was there a point after which you took it seriously over the years maybe uh, if i could give an estimate i have been like taking it up as a hobby since i was about 12 oh, okay okay and i got a little bit more serious to it when i was in 12th grade oh, okay so i was like thinking about then but mm-hmm. i wasn't really sure on which career path to take on what to study yeah. etc mm-hmm. and then i did a little bit more research and actually during my first year summer vacation i did another internship okay so i interned twice at the same place anyways so actually ah. i interned in the bakery unit of marriott okay okay as a part time just to know how the industry works and yeah to be honest the baking industry commercially is quite brutal to be honest <laughs> like, i've heard <laughs> like i have so many people on instagram asking i am i'm interested in baking i want to learn it what mm-hmm. to do what is it yeah. like and i yeah. tell be prepared it's brutal <laughs> It's just yeah, a bunch yeah. of, it's just a bunch of angry men screaming tough <laughs> words at each other and throwing food saying this is not right that is not right <laughs> all, all all gordon ramsay stuff you know that yeah exactly <laughs> but of course in india it, it depends on which language or majority of the chef speaking sometimes it could be hindi sometimes it could be a different language so you don't know about baking but you'll definitely end up learning some of the abuses right oh yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> that that's a, that's a good one i mean not the most encouraging thing so so what is it that you know uh, in terms of baking so what is it that i know you i mean you were exposed to it quite early on so but what was that one thing that you found really amazing in terms of baking in the, in the field of baking that allowed you to take it you know quite seriously because i mean truth be told i mean it's not like a lot of people around you you know might be into baking you know let's bake you know i mean i'm not sure a lot of people are taking saying that Uh, around you when they are around the 12th grade college you know around that and and i'm sure you know there's a lot of people doing a lot of other stuff a lot of real stuff according to their terms you know yeah. finance this and that you know so what was that what, what was that one thing about baking that allow you to say you know what no you know i, I think baking is a real thing i'm a, i'm going to do it 
So what was that one thing? I think it was all about how how the precision, the perfection, because there's a lot of patience that is required for baking alone. So I actually ended up baking my first layer cake when I was in college second year. Mm-hmm. Until then, I've never made a layer cake in my life before, and I made it for one of my friends actually, and I took it, and I realized I put in a lot of work for that. Mm-hmm. Now, when we actually see on a commercial scale, production is very different. Yeah. It's it's seen as a production process as a business process but when you see an artistic version of baking mm-hmm. the artistic version obviously has more value because yeah the whole idea is devised from the start now mm-hmm. here on the one side it's actually a program on the other mm-hmm. side it's not a program so yeah. i thought there could be a real value in something handcrafted mhm so that that was that was yeah. the idea of you know getting into it the fact that you could create something of your own and then you know of course yeah. sell it out and you know uh, earn, earn a living out of it yeah. that that seems that seems great so uh, in terms of baking yeah um i mean i have no experience i have no clue what baking is all about you know i mean i've heard people do it and you know i mean most people in india uh, they're decent cooks uh, and, and not decent bakers at all you know so i think baking is definitely a very precise and you know very genuine hard skill that people have uh and uh, uh so so when in, in terms of in in terms of you know what baking encapsulates so what what is baking and what is baking not because i'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what baking really is so if you had to break it down you know what really is baking and what baking isn't is it just about the oven whatever cooks in the oven is baking i'm not sure well in a scientific process so let's break it down in scientific terms to make it easier for everyone baking is actually just cooking something using dry heat that's all okay okay wow that's pretty simple now there is another method of baking called a bain marie which basically uses steam which is mm-hmm. most popular in cooking custards and stuff that is a different form of baking altogether but the general term for baking is it uses dry heat to cook anything you like they okay even sweet things can be baked savory things can be baked mm-hmm. but yeah scientifically that is the term but according to me i feel baking is a discipline okay it's a huge discipline and mm-hmm. it's not just a science of cooking there is a lot of precision to it like yeah. the amount of ingredients how much you put even if you add a little bit much of this ingredient it's yeah. going to it's going to yeah. be for sure Absolutely. and i think that would be my advice to the upcoming generation because one thing i've noticed in this lockdown we're going to see a lot of bakers lockdown <laughs> definitely bakers. i've run out of ingredients because people are locked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely no no i agree i mean everyone's turned into like this you know fancy chef out there and you know they're putting out stories on instagram and they're like you know i made this which is great by the way you know like yeah. that people are really experimenting with something like baking or you know just just cooking food in general uh so that's really good but uh, you're right you know in terms of baking the thing that's that it separates apart from just genuine general cooking is that you know it takes a lot of precision it there's a certain degree of art and creativity to it right when i whenever even i see your uh, posts yeah. and you know your stories about what you create i think the end product i mean you can just look at it and say that hey you know what there's a lot of work that's gone behind this you know like a lot of hard work that's just gone behind you know making it so perfect so i agree to you you know so Uh, talk to me about the artistic uh, sort of elements in, that go into baking like is it imp- would you say it's important for a person to be a certain level of 
uh, a creative person to get into something like a baking and you know really make uh, really excel at it mm, that depends on what are you planning to sell so mm-hmm. there are businesses that sell the very simple stuff like cookies or brownies cupcakes cakes so some of these will just have a standard recipe a standard procedure and you just go about it mm-hmm. then there are certain level or called craft bakeries so mm-hmm. maybe they only curate to pure vegetarian products mm-hmm. and then there are more there are cake artists now cake artists is like one of the most advanced level of pastry chefs you will ever know because okay. they are the people who work with fondant and mm-hmm. make all those realistic cakes and working with fondant it like takes forever like <laughs> if you remember the mickey mouse cake i had made once mhm mhm uh, i mean i, I don't re- you make so much so i i lose track yeah. <laughs> so we got a request for a cake which needed a doll of both mickey mouse and mini mouse okay. now to make one doll it takes 2 and 1/2 hours wow okay so to make a mickey mouse and a mini mouse with all the breaks i took in between uh, it took me about 7 hours to finish Wow. The Damn. cake alone it like took only like 2 hours to finish. Just the cake <laughs> alone, but to mm-hmm. make the doll it takes 7 hours. So mm-hmm. it it ranges a lot and that's all up to what you want to do. Okay. Okay. So yeah. so I mean I mean it depends on you know. So even in bake baking or you know even in the profession of baking there's a lot of range you know you can either be someone more on the commercial side that you know you just want to sell more of them you can yeah. be someone who's very you know fancy artistic sort of uh catering to the uh, creamy layer or the premium layer something like s'more you know i walk into s'more and i see those things and i'm like you know i don't even want to eat this thing you buy it for <laughs> 250 bucks and you can't even like it takes a lot to just you know put that spoon in and eat because it's made out of so much uh, yeah as i said precision and yeah. that really comes through so yeah i i agree i think you know cake artists as you said you know would be paid more so do you do you do you aspire to be a cake artist or are you already one i'm not sure um i am a kind of person who wants to like cover every single thing so uh-huh. that's what my whole business is about you let us know your requirements and we will cater it to you accordingly okay so okay so like recently i got an order saying that they wanted a sugar free cake because mm-hmm. uh, the person who was supposed to eat it was a diabetic so they wanted something that was sugar free and i have never made a sugar free cake before so i told mm-hmm. in a few days i will research it and i will get back to you so mm-hmm. i designed a sugar free cake which had both egg and eggless variations and it was actually a apple cinnamon cake okay and i gave it off and they really liked it and it actually became a very popular hit amongst a lot of people it got sold a lot mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. So, so yeah, with that, with that, I, I think uh, it's it's a good uh, opportunity for you to introduce, uh, you know, your work, your business. Uh, so, so we can, you know, just maybe you can introduce your business. What's it called? I have a hard time pronouncing it, so please help me with that. Uh, <laughs> you know, so and also, you know, how you came about it, like like the story that you told me in terms of, you know, that you were kind of ahead of the curve in terms of not taking an internship directly, diving right in. to being an entrepreneur and you know uh, having your own home bakery so why yeah. don't you take people through that yeah so after my graduation from pastry school lavon academy i graduated in december 2019 which was thankfully at the right time mm-hmm. so we were initially told to take internships because the, if you take an internship we have better experience etc etc yeah now i already have a mere four weeks experience but a pastry chef is supposed to have minimum of six months experience okay now the problem was 
we are all supposed to join top properties but top properties usually take forever to respond to your mails mm-hmm. so only some of our batchmates had gotten internships and some of them did not get internships and unfortunately yeah. i was one of the people who didn't get internship mm-hmm. so i just thought to myself i don't want to be sitting and wasting my time i might as well just make some use of my time and probably get some experience on what's it like to run a business mm-hmm. so that's when i started my home based business mm-hmm. so it's called laswa patisserie okay yeah L- okay okay i won't even try to pronounce it so <laughs> we'll just go ahead with you know what you said yes that's the that's the one guys that's the one <laughs> yeah so okay. the reason i named it laswa is because I w- figured let's have my business the same name as my name so oh. I searched up for the french word for evening because you know in hindi my name ah. is oh that's actually yeah. thoughtful yeah. do do a lot of people know about this um not many actually <laughs> wow that's great oh that that's amazingly thoughtful about you know uh, so so that's so so okay i'll try to pronounce it please help me yeah. say the name again laswa laswa Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. La soirée means uh, evening in French. Yeah, the evening. Oh, oh the evening. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. So, la okay. soirée is actually a masculine term and since my name is feminine, I fi- I figured let's have a masculine name and balance it off. So, amazingly thoughtful right there. Uh I mean, I mean the 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 names handcrafted uh, and you know, I mean rightly so because you know what you're selling is also handcrafted. So, I think that's a that's a pretty good way to go about it so why and don't you tell you know what, what is it that exactly you know laswa is all about and you know you can you can talk about it for a bit so laswa is all about it's all about you it's all about what customers want so mm-hmm. it's all about you ask and we will get it done for you of course mm-hmm. initially during the beginning we did have a few challenges as to some customers wanted a menu so we had to like develop a few standard menus here and there otherwise mm-hmm. most of the time it's just customize it okay okay that's great and and in terms of you know having the right equipment to make all of these uh, different kind of you know dishes do you have some special equipment at home that allows you to do it uh, or or is it just regular stuff that you can do by with right now i'm working with all the regular things so i'm oh. still working with my 23 year old oven yeah. oh wow oh, my oven is 23 so <laughs> older older sibling <laughs> yeah it's like my companion my life companion definitely nice we okay. we did we didn't want a new oven installed but due to the lockdown now we're not able to set it up and cause of course yeah wow i mean that that's great i mean if if all you have is just like a regular oven and you're able to create these amazing things that really says you know it's really about the skill and not really about the tools you know of course as you grow and you know you, you're going to have all these amazing you know better tools and i can only imagine how much of amazing stuff is even going to come out of them so uh, kudos to you for that uh, uh, i i just wanted to highlight that fact that you know uh, the the fact that you went out of your way and you know uh, in, instead of doing an internship that uh, lawan academy told you to you went ahead and you know opened your own home bakery uh, and and you know went uh, down the path of entrepreneurship uh, while your teachers weren't happy uh and then then what happened when the pandemic struck how did tables turn why didn't you tell people that oh tables turned it it was hit pretty bad so i shut down for april mm-hmm. and when i opened up in may because all my friends were telling me open up fast because your competition is like growing 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 and you're just doing yeah. nothing so 
on may it was pretty tough and that too once i opened i still haven't opened to entire bangalore i've just opened mm. it around whitefield where i'm based mm. i've told orders are only within whitefield because mm. there are a lot of issues when operating during the lockdown yeah or operating during the pandemic for all i know about mm-hmm. so it's very risky because the first problem starts from sourcing your ingredients mm-hmm. because yeah. not only customer safety to ensure customer safety is at top notch we have to ensure we are also safe too right yeah, absolutely so absolutely. all the ingredients we have to source it and we have to i have to source it from indranagar so indranagar mm-hmm. also is quite a risky zone and then yeah. we have to ensure packaging it right we are preparing it right and delivery delivery is like really crucial at this time mm-hmm. yeah. now because delivery partners are much in demand due to the pandemic danzo mm-hmm. and all the other platforms have like raised their prices a lot yeah absolutely they have it's really expensive mm-hmm. and moreover we can't really rely on delivery partners much because we even though even though the platforms will say our partners are safe etc yeah. we, we have no idea what they are <laughs> up to right true true Like and and in, in case in case god forbid something happens you know to one of the customers yeah. that you serve i mean you can't really blame the delivery guys it's really on you you take up the responsibility of it right so i can understand that's fair bit of uh, risk taking on your end as well uh, but it's great that you know i mean you could serve uh, how many ever people you can in your own vicinity so that that that's a great one that you know you yeah. operate with that level of risk i mean that's there in entrepreneurship man i mean a certain level of risk just needs to be taken you know can't help it uh, yeah. but, but the the other interesting thing i found was you know uh, when you were when we were speaking earlier was that uh, you told me that you know how most of your friends who got who had gotten internships and uh, you were probably the only one you know who was doing a home bakery and due to the pandemic that struck in march this year all of them have now turned to becoming home bakers and of course you know lavon academy had to be okay with it so Tell tell us about that. You know how did that happen? <laughs> so actually, it was not it was not just a very few people who didn't get internships. So once I started up with my business, yeah. a lot of my batchmates started up with their business too. So in my batch, after graduation, I was the first one to start, and then mm-hmm. slowly it just kept popping up like rabbits. Mm-hmm. That's great, awesome. Yeah, and and then and I think then the pandemic forced most of majority of your batchmates to then you know start. Uh, Uh, yeah. having their own home bakery because you know i mean yeah. they need to needed to make use of time so that 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 that's great i mean that's really ahead of the curve you know i mean of course you couldn't see all of this but i mean situations <laughs> forced you to do it so that's great yeah. that that that's really interesting that you know that that happened uh, so so what's the what's the vision with lavon uh, sorry not lavon with uh, lazua uh, what's what's the vision with lazua like do you see it you know grow beyond your home you know uh and and you know really sort of you know scale it up a bit so what what exactly is the vision for it i do wish to have my own production unit one day mhm just a nice small unit with its own professional kitchen and probably mm-hmm. a room for fondant mm-hmm. and if i want i can just keep a client office where clients can pick up receive yeah. or any cake mm-hmm. ideas or designs mm-hmm. that that's the idea i have in mind right now but mm-hmm. let's see how things go yeah yeah of course i mean i mean this is like a long term plan i mean you know yep. given the pandemic you know we have to take it slow and easy so that's great i mean that you have a sort of plan of where you want to take it so the good thing about entrepreneurship is that you know i mean you really can do anything with what you have you know i mean like it's on you if you want to grow it or not it's on you if you want to you know just keep it uh, as a one store place where you know with with premium 
great quality that a lot of people I see do these days, you know, like there's these, you know, just one off uh, outlets out there and, you know, and, and they make the best stuff and people flock to it, right? Uh, they don't expand necessarily, uh, uh, primarily because they don't want to, they don't want the quality to go down. And, you know, I see a lot of uh, really, uh, pe- people really, you know, crafting their food or into the baking, uh, you know, segment to that because they don't want to compromise on quality because that's a benchmark they set for themselves and their brand, right? So, so that's one of the ways as well. But yeah, that's, that's the fun things about entrepreneurship. You really can do anything you want. Uh, so that's great. Uh, why don't we, you know, jump into the section that I told you about, and you know, you've you've gone through the page and you've probably selected oh, yeah. uh, yes, one yes. or two posts. So why don't you go ahead and send them to me, and then you know, we'll have a conversation on it. I'll send them over to you now. Yes. Okay. Good. It's a good thing I've saved them, so I can just send it over right away. Yep. That's great. Receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. You got the posts. Oh, yep. Yep. Got them. Okay. So which one shall we talk about first? Yeah, we'll go with the first one, the first one that you sent me, uh, which no. is the you know conveyor belt, exactly. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, any any particular reason for picking up this post? Oh yes. So I picked up this post because I have taken Chennai Metro before, and after riding Bangalore Metro and seeing Chennai Metro, it's a huge difference. Like, have okay. you seen it? I haven't been to Chennai, so no, I haven't used the okay. Chennai Metro. So. One thing about this decision, Chennai Metro has taken a really brilliant decision and mm-hmm. I really love their infrastructure. So mm-hmm. the Metro is good. I, I won't deny that. It's a pretty solid layout. They mm-hmm. connect so many different places to the airport. Okay. So if mm-hmm. you want to go to the air from somewhere, some corner to the airport, you can just like take the Metro and you're there in a pretty yeah. short time. Yeah. And I think if people hear this now, they would pretty much wish that they had a metro that took them to Bangalore airport. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think they're working on it, but I don't know. That's going to take another five years. Easily. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so that, that's the reason picking up this post. That's great. I didn't know about Chennai Metro much, uh, but that's great, you know, that the city is allowing citizens to, you know, uh, travel uh, yeah. to the airport from any corner of the city. That's good connectivity. Bangalore, our connectivity is okay. I wouldn't say the best. You know, I, I see only the purple line. I've traveled not the most in Bangalore Metro as well, you know, decently. Uh, but I think the purple line, no, not the purple, uh, the green line, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, the green line that that covers uh, Yashwantpur and that that side, ah, yes. that's the one that gets used the most because, you know, towards that side, towards Pena, oh. you know, there's a lot of uh, workers that travel and use the mm-hmm. Metro. So that's great. You know, I've been in those that are absolutely packed. It's, there's just no yeah. way to you know, even stand up well so uh, but yeah i mean that means it really serves its need but yeah. the purple line is fine you know i mean it, it's it oh really no doesn't... purple line is equally packed <laughs> really okay yeah. i don't know i mean yeah. i've traveled in zero so we go there and if you get a seat you're lucky otherwise it's oh. gonna be fun standing maybe south bangalore side you know we don't really have much uh, mm-hmm. of, of people flocking in because you know people have their own vehicles yeah. uh, but but i'm guessing yeah whitefield might have a lot of rush that's yeah. great uh, so as much as we see the rush in bangalore unfortunately mm-hmm. the rush in chennai is like completely opposite chennai metro okay. were usually empty oh so is that a I'm guessing that's not a good thing, right? People aren't using the metro. It's definitely not a good thing. So the reason why people are not using the metro is because Chennai has the suburban trains. 
ஆமாட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோ
so about big basket having evs as their delivery vehicles mm-hmm. and you should uh, probably be aware that this whole pandemic is actually probably going to be a boon for the ev industry because mm-hmm. if big basket is taking this move to launch yeah. evs as their delivery vehicles now mm-hmm. right now delivery is probably going to become the future of everything yeah pretty definitely. sure people wouldn't want to step out of their homes i don't think Absolutely. even i would want out of my house at this rate so <laughs> if delivery is going to become the future of everything and if they plan to switch to evs so just imagine the amount of efforts that would be yeah. like, the waste generation would be much less mm-hmm. and of course it would be a great significant development for the ev industry to work more Absolutely. and satisfy more requirements yeah and yeah recoveries definitely no that's exactly what's happening you're you're spot on with that you know that yes delivery and you know the need for delivery has significantly risen up a lot of people of course you know the, the the community that i mean the kind of people that do the delivery are really benefiting from it because there's a lot of job opportunity out there of course there's a risk but there's significant job opportunity out there so a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, retail stores a lot of food outlets everyone has to rethink their whole strategy around you know now people ain't going to come in we have to serve them so yeah. you're right you know the 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 demand for delivery is going to it has already shot up you know i mean and it's going to remain at that level unless and until you know we get really get down uh, to very fewer cases in terms of corona which is hope i don't think it's going to happen in time soon so yeah i yep, think delivery, so yeah absolutely absolutely and and once that infrastructure is set and once we're all comfortable of course we're going to go out you know but i think yeah. you know it's going to hit a significant dent uh, into w- the way the world functions just take for example workforce you know like so many companies have realized they don't actually need all of their people working from office like this is just unnecessary yeah. cost involved and time involved like this is not needed uh and they realize that that's the reason all these big companies have just said that you know what permanently just work from home you know and that is going to be one of the biggest impacts of uh, coronavirus on in a on a positive uh, note it, because you know people will now just not head out for just no reason you know so significantly yeah. less traffic so uh i mean this this thought just creeped in uh, to my head uh just just a few days back that my mm. god you know if 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 bangalore's a high tech hub and of course all companies are here are smart enough to figure out that you know we don't need all all of the people coming on into our office every time uh which means that you know corona was was the situation was the solution to our traffic problem which is bizarre <laughs> but that's what it was you know corona virus how did you yeah. how did bangalore solve the traffic problem well we just needed a pandemic that's all <laughs> nothing else uh but yeah i mean i mean because you know people have been cracking their heads uh, uh for 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 a lot of years and you know just figuring out how how can we sort of solve the traffic problem and it was getting to a point where people were leaving the city it got real extreme you know i posted a few things even earlier this year just earlier this year you know so weird you know how short in in just such a short span things have just turned around but i think i i, I genuinely think because of what, what corona has you know done to the world uh high traffic congestion areas are now going to free up you know uh, and free up for 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 a long time i think it's not going to be a short term thing you know well uh, in another way there is also a slight inc- chance of increase in traffic because people will not want to take public transport anymore true true that's true uh, but 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 you have to look at it like this you know see a lot of people have gone gone back to their homes you know uh, bangalore yeah. especially is a, a, a place yeah. for you know 
all kinds of people from all over the country to come and work here. Now yeah. that the companies allow them to work from anywhere, I have friends who are working, who are, who are sitting in their you know, states and working for companies in Bangalore. Uh, and uh, uh, so, so of course, people are going to you know, use their own personal transportation as much. But, but, but the fact is that even the people who are now back in their homes, who are just here for work, also had vehicles and now have no avenues to take their vehicles out because they're not here. So, yeah. you know, if they're going to be there, th- their own personal vehicles are also going to be shifted there at some point or, you know, not be used. Sure. So, uh, you're right, you know, people, yes, people are going to use their personal vehicles more often. I am doing that. I don't take Ola Uber. I, I've probably taken Ola Auto, say, twice or thrice. That's all. Nothing more. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That That's a significant big thing. And, yeah, so, so. Uh, Coming back to the point of, you know, traffic and, you know, the what, what coronavirus has done to the entire EV industry that you're right, you know, EV industry is going to really benefit from it because now there's a significant need for people to own these vehicles. And uh, and people have also seen that. So here's what here's an interesting thing that's happened, you know. Yeah. So pre-coronavirus, uh, uh, you know, humans were thriving, you know, we were thriving, we were doing our thing, we were enjoying, but nature really wasn't, you know, like our environment wasn't really enjoying, it was on the downside. In the coronavirus lockdown, which is even right now, you know, we, we suffered because we weren't allowed to go down, but we saw that nature was absolutely enjoying, nature was like, you know, I am thrilled, humans, just please stay inside, do not come outside, you know, like, like nature was just uh, having a blast. So in a short span of time, what what what, the, what this has done is, you know, exposed us to both sides of the coin, you know, where one party is enjoying and the other isn't. Yeah. Uh, so that makes us want to strive for a post-COVID world where, you know, both humans and nature can sort of thrive together. So that really has done good for us, you know, in terms of a perspective shift, if you really see. Because before this, a lot of people had no idea, you know, or, or they didn't even think about it. But I think a lot of people have gotten into that trail of thro- trail of thought where, you know, uh, that, you know, we really need to do something. And, you know, this is just not a sustainable way of doing things. And cre- clearly, you know, coronavirus has just you know, exposed so many cracks in the system. So uh, uh, that that's one of the biggest pushes to sustainability. And a lot of, lot of advanced countries in the world are trying to relaunch their economies in a much more greener way. That's an amazing thing, you know. Like Germany said that uh, a lot, a lot of bigger, uh, you know, big and rich countries have said that, you know, uh, they now recognize and and a lot of people that, a lot of climate change activists, a lot of people who are already fighting for sustainability have taken this as a huge opportunity to tell to their governments and saying that see, it you really need to focus on you yeah. know not doing the thing that you are already doing. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 served us really well. So I'm sure, like, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So during the lockdown, I'm sure you've, you've, you must have come across news around, you know, that look at this, you know, there's, there's you know, birds coming into areas that they never saw, monkeys coming in, you know, uh, animals moving around here. So uh, d- did you get exposed to that sort of content? And w- what did you think of it? Mm, I could definitely say, yes, we're hearing birds chirp after a really long time. The mm-hmm. air is like much fresher absolutely and that's like a real plus point for me because i have seasonal allergies and things just (laughs) don't go well for me if there's an imbalance in the air so yeah the air is balanced and one more another pressing issue we can also detect is that there are a lot of trouble regarding street animals like stray Mm. animals are thriving yeah now on the on the plus side they're not 
actually dying so the number mm-hmm. of animals have increased a lot in our layout mm-hmm. so okay usually the problem is they get run over so mm-hmm. i actually live near a hospital a very small mm-hmm. hospital so we have a lot of vehicles that pass by really fast mm-hmm. so every time there's like a litter it's very rarely one or two only makes it out alive and now mm-hmm. there are like some six of them who are alive and we're mm-hmm. all like how it's <laughs> a huge army out there yeah i mean yeah i mean so we'll have to you know rethink all of those systems so uh, there there's, there's clearly a lot of work to be done you know so hopefully you know it, it's it's come across as a proving point for a lot of people that you know current systems weren't really equipped to handle anything uh su- substantial and you know the the current infrastructure just not in place to handle uh such a such a massive you know change in just life you know what what do i call it uh yeah. so that that's been a real eye opener for a lot of people so i, I want to ask you what what was what was one thing what was the biggest revelation for you because i'm sure a lot of people got thinking about just life you know their own lives maybe life in general uh, because of these things so what was that one big thing that occurred to you because of the situation that we are currently in i'm guessing because of this situation we should kind of be more open to all the opportunities that whatever situation presents us so mm-hmm. we shouldn't just sit here and think okay this year was supposed to be great now my life is over i can't do anything we can't get that dream whatsoever it was i think it's best we make use of that situation because i've reached i've reached a certain conclusion that hey life is short people are dying it's mm-hmm. it is reality i have yeah. had friends who battled through covid and they have came through it so okay. and they were telling me you got to stay strong mm-hmm. you have a positive mindset don't mm-hmm. get positive obviously but have a yeah. positive mindset throughout and yeah. you will definitely pull through with flying colors and hey mm-hmm. life is short we should waste it thinking oh what will happen so i just mm-hmm. the point where i say just do it you want to go get it if you want to tell someone something go say it yeah so it's been a lot of change and i've mm-hmm. i've been trying to practice a lot of skills lately this lockdown so mm-hmm. it's been quite skillful now mm-hmm. it is okay that sometimes we do have to take care of our mental health and yeah. manage my skills so i mentioned i ensure there's a balance between the two because mm-hmm. it can get very mentally exhausting absolutely so there are sometimes when you just need off to yourself mm-hmm. absolutely just keep on focusing on growing my skill set what can mm-hmm. i learn? what can i uh, do better what mm-hmm. can i do for my business yeah any extra curriculars i want to learn etc mm-hmm. in quite a skillful period i'm re- i wouldn't change a thing on mm-hmm. how been that's great no that that that's that's a good way of you know how you responded to the situation i mean i struggled you know because the one thing that dips my productivity is just staying at home so i'm i'm a person who love, loves going out and you know just 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 meeting people and you know just going to places so that's how i am plus i love the city so i can't really you know, yeah, you know stay I, inside too much on how the city looks like i just miss bangalore and its traffic <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah it's it's gotten really quiet uh, and beautiful at the same time so yeah mixed feelings about you know how this is happening but you're right you know i think a lot of you're right you know i mean a lot of people i mean shit got real fast for a lot of people you know <laughs> that's just what i'll say you know because you know uh, it, it's really i think it's really easy for people to be in their own bubbles and we were a lot of people in their own bubbles and not really sort of you know unless something real bad happened to them Uh, yeah. they wouldn't wake up to the fact that oh you know what 
this is not forever you know you got to do stuff fast but i think what 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 the coronavirus has lent to people is an opportunity to correct the perspectives be really in tune of what this is all about and of course you know acknowledge uh acknowledge the temporariness of existence i'd say you know Ooh, it's not forever and you know i mean anything i mean you i mean the fact that you know we're i mean there's so much in in this year there's just so much that's happened apart from just covid in general you know yeah. uh that that you know that that the probability of you just being absolutely fine is just so less and you're still doing that so you know you recognize the preciousness around that yeah. life is like so we should that, be grateful that we are alive every day absolutely absolutely so i think that's that's i mean i was kind of you know i mean i had this perspective even pre covid but i think now more so so and I, and i can realize that you know a lot of people around me as have also started thinking contemplating about things you know just retrospecting changing things that they probably didn't do well uh, you know sort of previously in their lives and all of that so so there's a lot of good stuff that's happening as well so i'm happy you know that people are taking it positively and you know really yeah. really working on themselves so that that's amazing that's been amazing uh i want to i want to sort of you know towards the end of it i just want to understand uh the role of sustainability in the baking industry or say in your business do you do you follow any such practices that um, you know allow you to cut down on the amount of waste you generate that allow you to that allow you to not use plastic or you know just just any general trends in the industry in the sort of i, I don't know how called hospitality industry baking industry i don't know what to call it but or maybe even even in lavon where you might have learned some things that allow you to really you know be in tune with the times that we are in terms of you know because every i think every industry has an opportunity to reduce their carbon footprint so is there something that your industry is in particularly doing that you can share so mostly the wastage is highly generated in commercial bakeries so when there is mass production happening the chances of wastage is really high that's why mm-hmm. when that's why people advertise a lot for home bakers because home mm-hmm. bakers they just measure right to the point they just take whatever yeah. the person needs so mm-hmm. there is hardly any wastage of that sort yeah so in ingredients wise the home bakery side there is not much of wastage but on the commercial side if you see there is a lot of wastage and mm-hmm. we have asked we have asked our teachers on how can this be reduced like why can't we just give it to charity or something why can't we give the extra to charity but mm-hmm. then there comes another obstacle over here saying that we don't know if people could be allergic to certain things mm-hmm. certain yeah food allergies certain triggers and mm-hmm. if they eat it and the responsibility can't be pegged on them so there mm-hmm. are a lot of things to be considered to think about it etc yeah, so yeah we had a batchmate so every time once class is done all the food that is made during class is to be taken by the students but okay. all of us can't take everything home because it's actually a lot of food so mm-hmm. we used to have uh, one student who used to take as much as food he can take and he just gives it to everyone on the streets he gives it to mm-hmm. the poor and just mm-hmm. he did a lot of charity work so that was pretty nice that's great that's nice to hear mainly the extra food should ideally go to charity but it, the way it's distributed that's that matters a lot Mhm. When it comes to packaging, secondly, packaging it's not that easy to get rid of plastic entirely. You can't get mm-hmm. rid of plastic forever. And now yeah. with covid times it's Yeah. Like you you can't say no. So mm-hmm. what I usually prefer is I usually prefer the brown cardboard boxes for my mm-hmm. product. 
because mm-hmm. it's already recycled cardboard so yeah it's easier to it's easier to um, what do you say use yeah mm-hmm. easier yeah. to use easier to dispose and mm-hmm. obviously the carbon footprint is much lesser etc mm-hmm. the yeah. wrap of the products sometimes i need to use plastic of course so i of make course. sure i don't use as much as i can i just mm-hmm. keep it at a minimum etc Mm-hmm. and i don't use all the really fancy boxes as such mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. don't use fancy boxes yet because i'm still at the beginner level and yeah right now it it doesn't really matter we just need mm-hmm. a box that is strong enough to carry our things yeah so i'm sure it's cardboard it's more of cardboard and less of plastic so mm-hmm. that it's more easier to dispose etc okay okay yeah. that sounds good that sounds yeah. good i mean of course you know so w- one thing that i tell people is you know whenever i ask questions like this you know they start feeling guilty about what they've been doing which is good which is good you know N- nothing there but but the, but the more important thing is to recognize that you know the reason you me or anyone that you know we're continuing our lives in the way that we are is because you know we react to the environment that's been set or, or the infrastructure around us that pushes us to you know sort of uh, use the things that we have just take for example plastic you know it's not yeah. like you were given the choice between plastic and a, a recyclable material and you chose plastic over that that's not how it is you know it's just a plastic is just more commercially available out there and so easy pro- procurable and of course economical that you know i mean people buy it right yeah. so these these are some things as, as a business person i understand and i try that you know that 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 people aren't really to blame uh, the people who are really to blame is people who you know who set who build the infrastructure that allow people you know normal folks to mm-hmm. you know choose one over the other and that's exactly what we are doing in our industry we're trying to build an infrastructure that that allows people to uh, you know choose choose cleaner ways of transportation over anything else you know because i do believe that you know if if given a choice people would choose Uh, what we're doing over the other you know yeah. uh, because i mean people are inherently just good people right i mean they yeah. don't want to do this because they want to wreck the planet or something uh, uh but but that's that's really how i think about it and you know that that's really how up it should be thought about you know and yeah. uh, and and it's for every business you know in 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 what and and this is for your business so say say for your business you know you uh, uh you uh, you use plastic okay and mm. uh, and because you know your customers buy from you even they are involved in the buying of plastic in a indirect way right yeah. but say you start using some some biodegradable material for you know all the packaging that you use yeah. you not only make your business more sustainable but you also uh, you know make your customers a part of that sort of you know uh, uh, initiative yeah. because you know they're the ones paying for that stuff right so so that's that's the chain of sustainability that sort of you know needs to seep in and that's the mentality that you know sort of entrepreneurs need to need to get in any field that that's you know if you if you take the initiative you know you just allow the whole ecosystem to buy into that uh, yeah. and that's what something to recognize so you know uh, no need to beat yourself about anything but just to recognize that you know things can be done so i want to i want to end uh, our our amazing uh, you know conversation with asking one question that if if you were to change uh, one thing or a couple of things in your industry or in the field of work that you do uh, more towards you know being more sustainable uh, w- what would those things be and you know uh, uh, what what would you really want to uh, see happen in the industry in the industry a sustainable platform is a probably a really good delivery channel because okay. one of the main common issues faced by home bakeries even today is the delivery channel because mm-hmm. today we get a lot of queries which platform is good which platform mm-hmm. doesn't break the products during yeah. 
which platform mm-hmm. is economical because mm-hmm. delivery in bangalore is expensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's not that every time we make a full cake we we have to go and deliver it in person because sometimes yeah. delivering it in person is stressful as well that mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to add another point on what something I did during the pandemic time, and I'm pretty much liking the results, so I'm gonna like stick with it. Okay. So initially, I used to have paper labels mm-hmm. for all my products, but now since I didn't want to risk getting it printed and catching something, yeah. so yeah. I switched off to e-labels completely. Oh, okay. Okay. So I just get a nice PNG done. I just enter all the details. I download it, and then I just send it over to the customer, and it's much convenient. so they can oh. just go to the e label anytime and i'm really liking the use of e labels now mm-hmm. that's great that's I great awesome get back to paper labels again ah that's nice yeah i mean a lot of businesses you know getting digital and you know really cutting down on stuff that they don't really need so that's great uh that's awesome uh, glad to glad to hear you know that that you're trying to do all of these things and of course you know i understand that you know so you're saying transportation or you know the the yeah yes. of course the transportation of uh, the the stuff that you uh, bake for your customers is probably one place where you'd like to see no worry you know i'm i'm on that side of the aisle you know yes, and yes. that's what i do <laughs> or at least my industry does and we're trying to do it we're trying to you know make delivery of course you know transportation in general uh, more uh, sustainable that's that's what this channel all about that's what i'm all about you know uh, and and that's that's the that's the that's the importance of transportation you see it connects almost anyone you know yeah. transportation i mean i don't see a single person who has no idea about transportation i mean you know your life depends on it you know literally commerce is transportation of goods right so that's 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 the stuff that gets me excited i'm like you know being a part of this industry allows me to just you know have an impact on almost all industries right baking <laughs> yeah. so 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 that's that's the stuff that really gets me excited and uh, you know i understand you know the kind of impact uh, being in this industry and doing some good work could really Uh, be in the world so trying my best out here uh, but sandhya thank you so much for being on the show it was lovely speaking to you i think uh, had i had a great time you know uh, we went through so many things and you know yeah. i hope you had fun i oh, hope you know, i, I had out. a lot of fun <laughs> thank you <laughs> so much for inviting it was really good i really enjoyed talking about all these matters and it opened up a whole new perspective altogether so i hope all those who watch this will also get a good few ideas That's great. That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad it did. I mean, that's the aim, you know, just just trying and connecting and having people as part of the conversation as much as possible. So I'm glad, you know, uh, that that you enjoyed it. Uh, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope people watching and listening to this episode uh, enjoyed equally, learned equally, and you know, saw exactly how 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 hard I try to sort of merge different industries into my own, and you know. try to have a conversation around sustainability and sustainable mobility so that's great thank you so much all of you for watching and listening to this show uh, and i'll see you guys in the next episode till then be driven differently thanks for listening to the podcast for your assistance i've also added show notes you can use to further dig deep into the topics we spoke and the people who i spoke with be sure to subscribe to the podcast and if you're listening to us on apple podcast then you have the power to rate us so please do rate us you'll hear from me soon